You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 588 for Wednesday, April 20th, 2016. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. We're here talking about Mini Coopers and other things like we like to do on a Wednesday night. Um, almost a full crew tonight, in fact. We managed to rope Alex in. He doesn't have his gear yet, but he still sounds amazing and stylish and sweet as always. Alex, say hi. Hi, everybody. Really good to be back. Back, of course, Todd's here. We're joining us from uh, MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. I'm here. I'm, I'm uh, working on little sleep because I was dragged to the Mumford & Sons concert last night. Dude, you are not hip for hipster enough to be going to see Mumford and Sons. What's really funny is that we were sitting in, um, we were sitting in the uh, the high end seats, like the, the okay. where the adults were sitting. It, it comes with a gin and tonic when you buy the seat. Yes, it, we were sitting in the. Well, no, it comes with the club access. You know, it's like VIP, all Actually, of this, right? VR, but you get a glass. I, Mumford and Sons. Seriously, we were some of the youngest people in the entire section of the auditorium. Oh yeah. I, I mean, there was like. People in their fifties, late fifties, hipsters, and wow. it was just like this is interesting. This did is... you grow out your beard and wear your skinny jeans? No, no. <laughs> Neither one. I I literally went from work. I still have my mini shirt on. <laughs> uh, and of course, Chad's here from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune dot com. Uh, and like I mentioned, we're here talking about Mini Cooper stuff. We've had a lot of news the last couple of weeks, so um, we're just probably going to latch onto a couple of those news stories and just kind of go to town on those. I think. It's yes. ruining the brand. <laughs> Everything's ruining the brand. The brand is ruining the brand, man. It ruined itself, yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I, sometimes I wish you guys could just listen to some of the pre-show that we have because it was funny today. And we can't repeat any of it because, well. Because it's secret stuff. It's secret stuff and it's inside baseball and we're nice. Way guys. too it's, many four-letter words. It's kind of like all the redacted stuff. It's kind of like reading a classified document before it's been declassified. Yeah. There's, there's a <laughs> lot of blacked out. There's a lot of Sharpie marker highlighted <laughs> items. Sharpie marker highlighted. Exactly. That's, that's how we roll here under the white roof. Um, and we were all watching a video. We were making fun of the... Uh, uh, what's, what, what's that guy again? Auto trend? Auto Motor maker? week! Motor, Motor week. week. Let's, let's Where all of our W's are extra W's. The JCW. <laughs> John Cooper works from 2016 Mini. What so, the... F- who, who among us... <laughs> you sound just like him, which is hilarious. God. <laughs> so who among us in the radio listening audience remembers watching that guy on PBS uh, when, you know, on a Saturday afternoon? Before I had a driver's license, I was watching When you that. were six. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it was. I think he started doing that show in black and white with a '66 VW Beetle or something. Uh, no, I, I just started watching it. I need to watch it like all of it. Because oh, it's, it's horrible. It is on YouTube. Like they're almost all there. Yeah, yeah. He had like a sport coat on. Oh, always a sport coat and always with the announcer voice. Oh my god, good time. He only he only has like two seconds of actual video footage of him because the rest of it is just him overdubbing. Here's the thing, too. You never see that dude driving a car. It's always somebody else, and he's talking about it. <laughs> yep. I don't think he can. Yeah, it's like some people at Jalopnik think think can't drive a car and uh, talk at the same time. Bicycle, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> didn't, some, didn't one of those guys crash a Camaro once? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we yes. love you, Patrick. <laughs> 
Anyway, we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about more stuff, too, uh, here in a minute. Let's remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here. Underneath the white roof, our friends over at OutMotoring.com. OutMotoring.com. First of all, I want to remind you guys again. I remind you this last time we, we met. But, you know, I'm out, OutMotoring has been doing this longer than anybody else. They've been in business now selling Mini Cooper parts and only Mini Cooper parts for, like, the last 13 years or something, 10 years. It's been forever. You under you realize, too, that OutMotoring has been one of the, orig is one of the original sponsors of White Roof Radio. He's been one of our sponsors practically since we started. One of the original sponsors of OutMotoring.com. Back before Gabe called it out, motoring called it Bridger.us. Aaron's all about you guys. Just want to let you guys know that all about it. He's been doing it for a long time. He's going to be doing it longer than anybody else. If you need something for your mini, outmotoring.com is the place to go. Uh, I want you guys to go over if you're in the need of brakes, as I am. Uh, Crossroads Slaughter Rotors, got them. Uh, NM Engineering Upper Stress Bar check uh you got the good weather coming up springs here practically uh you need a, a new polisher or that kind of stuff you know the car cleaning products waxes and, and all that stuff aaron's got the full line of greats car care products over at outmotoring.com as well not only that but he's actually put together a complete official mini oil change kit with the mini oil the whole bit uh 55 do it yourself stuff perfect done and done DIY guys, that's the place to go. Not only that, not only the oil change kit, but there's like a full line of like car care products. Otherwise, all the parts that you need to fix your mini, uh, all the stuff that makes yourself look cool. Like you got, it's event season. We got mini take states. We got Southwest Mini Fest. Uh, you've got Mini Meet West coming up. You got the Dragon coming up. You want to look sharp. You want to look like you know. You got to represent. Outmotoring.com. Outmotoring.com is going to hook you up with all the stuff for your person, the shoes, the hats, the T-shirts. The watches, all the things. I want you guys to go over there. When you do get over at outmotoring.com, don't forget, hit up the homepage, right? And make sure that you signed up for the email newsletter because when you do, that gets you what? A 5% discount code. So when you place your order, you just pipe, type in that code and you will save 5% on your order. That's super awesome. Go over there, check it out. Uh, of course, that's our friends over at outmotoring. Outmotoring.com, mini performance, speed, and mm, feed line clips. Outmotoring.com. No, for reals. He's got those. All right. All right. I predicted in the near future a couple of us are going to buy stuff from Outmotoring.com. Oh, pretty strong, Alex. Mm -hmm. I bought a lot of things from Outmotoring.com so far. What I'm <laughs> what I'm going to try to buy uh, over there, uh, if I if I if I ever need it, uh, would be the um, the floor mats because the floor mats of the F56 looks pretty bad. Actually. Um, Alex, I forgot to tell you that we've got the... Uh, so I have two different sets of the F56 floor mats here in the house now. One, the new... The WeatherTech version, which is what Alex calls the plastic version. Right. And they really are. They're they're set in, but I like them because they really keep the everything off the carpet. They have lips around them. <coughs> yep. So all the stuff doesn't end up in your car. You just take them out, wash them out. You're fine. Well, the other car has the mini, the rubber ones that have like a crosshatch pattern that are actually much nicer looking but they get dirtier and and the stuff gets on them and it's, it's not that great so uh, alex's opinion of the new mini does not have good floor mats mm. I like, yeah i mean <coughs> I like floor mats i have in my car but you know where i got them at motoring.com i got the pinstripe ones that's the point They're super nice so when I bought my um, my uh, R56, I bought um, they gave me gave me for free. Actually, our friends at uh, Autos Mini gave yeah. me for free the uh, rubber floor mats of the R56, and those held up like really well. Like over 2013 until now, so over no actually 2012, so over four years, uh, they haven't like they haven't moved. I just got rid of them because I don't have a car now, but mm -hmm. they really really solid. I was really happy with them. 
Excellent. I think that the best floor mats were obviously for those Gen One cars. Those things were super heavy duty rubber oh floor mats. Oh my gosh, and they, they were, were they were great. Yeah. Well, you know, I, act- yeah. I currently have a set of R fifty six rubber mats, hmm. and I have no idea what to do with them. Interesting. I have R fifty. See, I I I didn't have anything left over from the middle generation. Everything I have is either R fifty three now or F fifty six. So yeah, I get that. All right. Hey, drop in some news news music there, Chief. Drop it like it's hot. You should totally do it dubstep. Uh, news music one day. Oh, don't tempt me. Oh, tempt it. Really quick, two stories we're ignoring is Mini Rockerman Super Legera. Yeah, yeah. Well, that just keeps making its its comeback. Yeah, like every it's ridiculous. Two every two yeah. months, they talk about it. Anything that was diesel related. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody actually posted the the uh, the electric scooter minis the other day again that, that they were actually going to make it. And I was like, well, mm. no, that that article's way old. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how other call works because maybe they must have a stack of stories that are like you know untrue and uh, you know checking on it like look, guys, how long have we have we not published a story about the rocket man? It's been three years, dude. Okay, let's let's put it again. Uh, let's put it up again. <laughs> Like Let's, when they have nothing to post on one of those we, days. We have run out of news music. Hey, next time there's a next time there's like a mini press conference, somebody go in the audience and just scream Rocket Man <laughs> <laughs> and see what happens and see how the mini executives react. That's like what they it. do. Now one one thing I wanted to kind of direct you towards is um, there's a, a story on Motoring Files that so this is what it's like to drive a mini challenge race car. Go watch that video. Skip ahead to the twenty. I want to say it was the twenty nine minute mark ish to see about the mini. Um, Evo guys, they love the mini anyway, and they got the chance to take the challenge race car for a couple laps around their track in a rainy day. They really liked it a lot. I recommend checking that piece out. That is. Uh that is very cool. That is very cool. And <clears throat> what I think is interesting, and this is going to start a string of things here, like, like stay with me, is last month we mentioned that uh, in March, Mini USA sales were down 18.3%. Right. Okay? This is the first story that goes on here. Then about four days later, we find out that Mini Worldwide sales has their best month ever in the history of Mini. Right. Mm-hmm. And no, you forgot something in between. Okay. That Mini was working on creating a brand awareness. I think it's really important in your story. Okay, so what that happens, that, that's that's along the lines. We'll we'll fit that in here in a minute. But, All right. But um, so so we go from Mini USA sales down, uh, you know, almost twenty percent, right, year over year. Then, but worldwide sales are had their best month ever. Yeah, increase of six point six percent. Okay, this is all on the heels of new brand. Uh, identity, if you will, right? And this isn't just Mini USA. So anybody who's got a myopic view of this in the U.S., that's all they see. This is really coming from corporate. This is coming from Germany. The whole new brand identity of everything's premium and we've gone as the black. Everything now is white with the very simple logos and it's all yeah. about the hipsters. Yeah, it's all... Really, it, it, it really is. It's all about the hipsters, right? So right. this is coming down from corporate. So here was a theory... I've had on this and I was discussing with a couple of marketing friends over drinks last last week. And these are people who are more than 20 year advertising people. Okay. And are familiar with the brand with, with many. And, uh, we're talking about this going, you know, this whole press towards premium and the whole hipster and craft and everything's 
built by hand and there's heritage there and all of this, right? right. That was all cool here in the U.S. We, we started that, what, five, seven years ago? Right. Yeah. Like craft beer became really cool. Now everybody, like, you know somebody who talks crap about craft beer. And, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. It's all about this. And then Seattle is where it is. And the great Pacific Northwest. No, it's all about Colorado. And then you just get all these discussions about craft beer, right? But the whole craft thing started here a while ago. And now this whole hipster craft everything, we're kind of even gone so far in the U.S. that we're making fun of it. But right. it is what many is pushing at this point. And the rest of the world seems like it's catching up and it's falling flat on its face. So my point is talking to these marketing people was like, ah, I think they kind of they missed the window of this premium craft option in the U.S., it's still catching on in the rest of the world, but we've gone beyond that. It's not playing, and clearly with sales numbers, what do you guys think? Um, well, I think it still is, but I think it's kind of, if anything, it's kind of overplayed at this point, and now it's more just like, oh, it's good beer, you know? I don't yes. know. So I'm I'm looking at um, what's very interesting, you know, living in San Francisco, like you, you know, because of the tech boom, uh, the San Franciscans, I don't know if you say actually that, but mm -hmm. anyways, the San Franciscans, like the, the way they, you know, they talk about uh, gentrification of the city, like very a lot these days, right? Right. right. And, and so the, the type of people that you have right now is people in their, you know, mid to late 30s um, making, you know, a lot of money. And uh, that are kind of, you know, in that in that trend of, you know, people maybe not necessarily married, kind of hipster-ish, work in tech, uh, you know, not necessarily married, but not necessarily single with kids. And they are looking for something really cool to drive that is not necessarily like a BMW or an Audi or something. And so that's you know like the mini is is like a good uh, good compromise for those people when i say compromise uh, in a positive manner and you know the fact of the matter is like you go down the street like every street here there is a mini parked on the sidewalk i mean it's literally like everywhere but here's so, the question alex are they new minis or are they like r56s no, no, no. and r53s i see f56 like every day okay. i see literally f56s every day granted uh, San Francisco is not representative of the U.S. population, as is not New York or maybe Boston a little bit or Chicago a little bit. Right. But those those are big cities where you expect to see like city car ish, um, like on pretty much on every street. Right. Oh. As for the rest of the U.S., um, I mean, people. I mean, just because of I mean because of gas, people just buy, you know, like big SUVs and stuff. But also. Like that specific marketing uh, uh, campaign, like is I, I don't see how it relates to those people that live everywhere else in the US. Like I, I don't see how this is matched to unless you just want to sell to people who live in the cities because those are your biggest markets anyways, and you don't really care about what what the rest is happening in the city. Ah. That that would be my first comment, and then the second one maybe you guys can can uh, can help with that. Um, I would like to step back and 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 try to understand like why. If we, I, I maybe may I was too young. I don't remember this stuff. But like, why did BMW brought back Mini from the ashes in the first place, and and see if that strategy is still like valid today? And if it is, like, how far the marketing strategy uh, is from the initial intent of bringing Mini back uh, as a brand and 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 sustain it, you know, as it is today. 
it's uh, to answer your second question first. I think it's it's a completely different company than it was 13 years ago, 14 years oh, ago. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's the whole the whole concept of the company in 2002 when the, when BMW brought it back was still about the origins of Mini when they started it. Is a a uh, a small car that made really good use of its space, had really good handling, um, was entertaining to drive. I hate to use the word fun to drive, but yeah, it's fun to drive. All of these things, and it was well thought about. Like It was designed with all of those things in mind. As like, It was a whole package. And it was kind of quirky at the same time, too. It was not everything else. And I think we've gone so far away from that to more like a mini is just like every other car with the exception of there's it still drives better than most cars on the road mm-hmm. but <clears throat> like we were just talking about the motor week piece right. the point that they made in that piece was you know what there's a lot of other options on the market today for cars that perform better than the mini that are faster have better handling and are much cheaper so this is what he said in the in the piece was something very telling was it's for the diehard minifan you know the JCW is what they were talking about mm-hmm. it's for the diehard minifan but you know most people are going to go buy a GTI he didn't say it outright they're going to go buy a GTI they're going to go buy a Ford um, there's a lot of other options that are much cheaper so man this is really tough because I think this is a long term conversation to have that. I didn't used to think. I thought, okay, Mini's doing okay. They've still got this. But I am, every day that goes by, I'm starting to think they've lost their way. Mm. And I think the new brand direction, which is, this is where we plug in this, was, you know, on April the 11th, uh, a story came out about Automotive News with, uh, at the time, (laughs) the head of Mini USA, David Duncan, Right. to talk about the new brand identity and how they're really pushing the premium and they're going to go with TV ads and all of this. Three days later, David Duncan's out. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody yeah. think that yeah, made any sense? Did that make sense to anyone? Yeah, you knew he would be out by then, right? Like, why do you let him like do an interview it, it, like no, this? It didn't make any sense. I wasn't necessarily shocked, but it didn't make any sense. Yeah, that's what, yeah. DB, that is exactly right. It's like... No, I'm not sure we were all shocked because uh, we all we love David Duncan. He's a he's a great friend of the show. I think he's done some good things for the brand. A great, he did, he did, yeah, yeah. A great guy. People come in on monitoring file that like it was just, like not loved and stuff. It's untrue. Like I, he was pretty much at every event that I went to uh, last year. Yeah. So there were a lot of people comparing it to uh, Jim McDowell. I know it's not the same guy. You're not gonna ask him to be Jim McDowell. He has to be David Duncan after all. But he was at events, like he was close to the to the to the to the community. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. But at the same time, don't you think he had an impossible job being oh, yeah. being the head of Mini USA for the last yeah. couple of years? Job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't think they also gave him maybe enough time. I mean, he was only in there for two, three years. Two years, yeah, not even the full three years. And yeah, not even full three years. And it's hard for anybody in a in an executive position like that to really make major changes that really take effect for even you know five years into your uh, your your legacy, if you will, of that position um it takes a while to really implement your ideas and your style well, of and how that brand should be run or he, or new ideas into that brand 
But here's it, the thing, Chad, is is that um, the way the brand is going from the top down now, from corporate, MiniUSA doesn't have any control over that message anymore. Right. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's why the job is impossible for David Duncan or for anybody else, uh, for David's successor, um, who we haven't met as far as I know, as far as I remember. Thomas Felbermayer. No, we haven't. Yeah, Thomas Felbermayer. Um, who's uh, been around. He's been in racing and everything like that. <clears throat> and with Audi. W's for the last 18 years. Yeah, too. yeah, and, and whatnot. But I think it's kind of an impossible job because you're having to promote and sell something, meaning the new brand identity of it's all premium, right. when that doesn't seem to be what the but, American yeah. public wants. Yeah, it's it's one interesting thought is that um, if you guys remember, you know, back at the end of 2013, I think actually 2013 was the best year Mini ever had, correct? Mm -hmm. And so and so if you remember at the time we were at like getting out of the of the roadster of the coupe, like very you know enthusiast uh, oriented cars, and also with um, um, Hildebrand as a designer, Jim <laughs> McDowell as the as the VP of Mini. And all of those guys with, you know, very focused on, on enthusiasts and kind of the roots of the brand, right? And that was working. Like, I, well, it didn't look like sales in 2013 were going anywhere but up and not down, right? Right. And then there was a change in model and a change in, in, uh, in, in marketing strategy. And the, the interesting thing that I reflect on it is that the way the brand has been positioned historically in the U.S., uh, as a brand, you know, targeting like enthusiasts in some ways, but still as a kind of a city car, was never done this way in Europe. In I mean, in Europe, I'm speaking mostly for for France and Paris. Like it's always been oriented in a more of a polished, like premium way. Not so, much, not as much as it is today, but still, like you, you bought a mini, like you have money, you you have taste, you have all of this, right? Which is what exactly the brand is trying to advertise today. Uh, but never as much as enthusiastic as it is, as it is, um, as as it was in the U.S. And to your point, Todd, it seems that you know David Duncan was given the impossible mission of of really uh, applying this marketing strategy for the U.S., which at the end of the day might not be actually you know you might actually need uh, like a local strategy uh, for each market as I, opposed to have one global yeah, marketing strategy. I, don't I, know. I think it's a big failure, but I think going back to what you said. More importantly is we saw in 2013 the end of one generation of these cars. And it was the end of one design team led by Gert Hildebrand. And now um, Anders Warmer comes on. And, you know, with, with respect to Anders, I think the car... Anders Warming. Anders, yeah, <laughs> I think with respect to Anders Warming, um, I was, yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and uh, I think with respect to Anders Warming, that, uh, yeah, the car's not doing it for people anymore. Hmm. It does not have the mass appeal that it did in 2002 when it came out. Yeah. And I know design is subjective, but seriously, what have we been hearing for the last two or three years? We've been yeah. hearing nothing but the front end of this car is hideous. Yeah. You know, and I know they've got all these excuses like, "Oh, well, we got crash standards we have to deal with, and we got this." No, yeah, bullshit. Do, do I, the 11 also has to I, deal with the same thing. Right, I call bullshit yeah. because if that were the case, every car on the road would look as ugly, and they don't. A lot yes. of them do. There's a design trend. Mazdas look like crap. Toyotas look like crap. Oh, 
MX5 looks hot. Yeah, the, yeah, it does. Yeah, MX5 looks good. The Porsche looks good. There are some good-looking Hondas on the market. The, some Fords have done it successfully. I cry bullshit that they're saying, "Oh, but our hands are tied. We have crash test standards." I mean, BMWs still look okay on the front end. Yeah, they're getting a little bit out of hand with right. with crust, if you will. Um, yeah. But you know what? I think that this thing has so many as a company is in such a mess right now, and I'm saying it out there. I I have no f- left to give. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That well, you know, when you have so many different people moving in around so many different positions, I mean, all of these people have only been in a position for one, two years, and then they're off to some place else on the BMW side or whatever. Uh, nobody can really do anything of any substance. You're in there for a year, and you're like, eh, whatever, I'm just here, I'm getting paid, and I'm off to something else. Well, like, uh, I don't yeah, think anybody yeah. really cares. Exactly, and just to to make sure it's not about us just complaining without facts. Right. I had a chance to talk with a couple of folks at uh, Mini of San Francisco this uh, this weekend, right. and and they are like, you know, the question is like, how are we supposed to sell those cars? Because people, because in price, like in price range, we you know, well option, like we are almost in the BMW Audi territory, and like it's impossible to compete with those brands. Like we we can't do it. We just can't do it. And then yeah. you have people keep that keep comparing us to the GTI. The GTI, which is has more power, uh, a lot of you know like uh, standard options, st- standard options that are you know options, actual options you have to pay for on the mini, and more power. And and those guys are basically put in between like the BMW Audis of the world and the GTI, and right in the middle where you know they have a really hard time selling. It's not it's not easy for those guys. Right, which is where they really need to shine through with their styling, and be like, look, you know, we we are. Right in the price range of those cars, we have some of the same features, but like, hey, ours looks really hot. Well, I don't think it's funny. One more point before before I let you continue, Tom. Like, those guys didn't talk at all about the marketing strategy. They talked simply about pricing. And they said at the end, like, if you would decrease this car by, let's say, 500 or 1,000 bucks, or even 1,500, that would, that would, you know, that would do us a lot of good. Yeah, well, we've seen that you know time and time again with all of the cars on the dealer lots. None of them have xenons. None of them have heated seats. None of them have any of these packages that you know nine times out of ten have been deleted from ordering systems within the first three four months of it because nobody's ordering it. The customer wants be- a cheap car because the customer wants a cheap car because the the dealers know that they're not going to sell a car that's fully loaded at well, you know $59,000 well, you know for a JCW you know car It's not that bad. It's not that know. bad. But it's close. Well, it'd be, it'd be, within a couple thousand dollars 40, there, but I mean, 41. Know, I just bought a JCW and I speak from from, you know, personal experience. $41,000. You can get a pretty well loaded. It doesn't have everything. You probably go to 45 and get a really nicely loaded JCW. Yeah. But for 45 yeah. grand, it's getting out of I, hand. I was just reminded about the Goodwood here. I mean, I mean that car was you know so, ridiculously priced out. Chad, of, you know. I'm glad you brought that up because one just sold here in Kansas City on Craigslist for fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen. Fifteen. One five. One five. I, 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 Gen one GPS are going for more than that right now. There's <laughs> one for sale still exactly. at twenty nine thousand dollars at a Cincinnati dealer. So the whole point about it is the Goodwood as an example of premium. That was as premium as you can get with a Mini. Right, <laughs> they had some really right? plush carpet, though, and that was a giant a failure, car- in my opinion. Do you guys think it was a failure for many? They sold them all. 
No, they sold them all after they had to knock ten grand off of them. They were yeah, sitting. On- yeah, they, I mean, they they took a bath in those cars. You know, there are going to be those minis out there that are are high dollar because you option them out with everything, and that owner really wanted that car. That's but, fine. You can do that, but here, the the mini still needs to kind of go back to that price point of where they were at and. You know, two thousand three, four, five, six, where you could get a really nicely equipped with just a couple of option car, and it could be somewhere between that twenty four and twenty six thousand, and it was fun to drive, and you'll sell way more cars. Okay, well here I'll back up a little bit, Chad, because you're on the you're on the right track here, and I think that if you are given a car with like the the core of the car is fun, it's got charm, it's quirky. Uh, it, it handles well. It performs good. It's not the fastest car on the road. Minis are never going to be the fastest yeah, car on yeah. the road. They're never going to be the highest horsepower car on the road. But, yeah. okay, you take a, a 2003 Mini Cooper S, for example, or even a Cooper. It doesn't matter. That that car had charm and quirk. It was solid. It was well built. And that you could go in and you could option that thing up to $30,000, $32,000 if you want to. That's fine. But it was worth it to people because they're like, there is enough about this car that I love. I'm willing to pay the money for. Now, fast fast forward 14 years to where we are today, and it's just become a car. It is a commodity. The Mini Cooper isn't any different than your typical Honda Fit. It is any different than your typical Scion, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, Or I don't even know what else. Dodge Dart. Now that doesn't exist anymore. But... It's just become a commodity. There's nothing that sets it apart, like the design, the fun factor, the handling, all of that are are almost virtually gone or not considered in the marketplace. And I think that that's what needs to come back. Yes, that's what I agree. I agree. That's what needs to come back. And they're going in the wrong direction with premium and trying to set themselves apart by going, oh, we've got these premium, and I'm using air quotes here, features, you can put power seats in the Clubman. Who gives a flying rip? But, you know, in in the same regards with this whole marketing thing, you know, I have an idea of what they're trying to do, and it's good to kind of have a generic worldwide platform, but you still have to have a different country-to-country I think that's what Alex was saying was what works Marketing, for- right, exactly, because, you know, what sells a car here in the U.S. and what sells a car there in China and what sells a car in Australia or Europe are going to be completely different. Well, shit, 100%. DB like said it before. DB said it a couple of weeks ago. What sells a car in Arizona isn't going to sell a car in Boston. No, or, or even, you know, Arizona to France. Well, yeah. uh, completely different markets. Yeah. Well, Arizona has way less uh, communist cheese-eating monkeys, too. <laughs> <laughs> very valid point from our friend, Billy. Very, very uh, good uh, political it's analysis. West out here. Everybody's like, got a six-gun. So. Yeah. They're God. all buying Mazda CX-5s. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's bad because um, the Mini is now being compared to just other cars. It's just another choice in the market. There's nothing setting it apart like you know style and yeah. and now yep. the the marketing they're pressing towards premium going oh but it's premium i watched tv commercials and i saw an advertisement for a corolla i'm not kidding you a corolla the other night 
a Toyota Corolla where they should have people in the car and they're like, look, anybody can stream music via Bluetooth and have like a party mix. And there's like, you know, young kids sit in the car and the, the Jan lady from Toyota looks in and she goes, look, isn't it fun? This car is fun. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's complete marketing, but they're selling something on a fun factor and Mini has lost the fun factor. They've gotten sophisticated elbow patches, tweed, and it is, in my opinion, the uh, it's not working. I thought yeah. it was going to, but now I don't think it's working. Todd, I don't, Todd, I don't know. I, I'm seeing, I see a lot of F56s on the road. Well, yeah, but how many of those are previous Mini owners whose Gen oh. 2 car blew up or they got a good trade-in yeah. versus actual new owners? But the, uh, but the sales numbers, DB, is what I'm saying is like, you know, down 18% and down yeah. the month before that, 11%, and then down the month before that. Right. Um, I, I, think I, I, I still think that there's quite a bit of Mini owners that have gone from, you know, this is their fourth or fifth Mini. You know, they had a 50, and then they got to a 53, and then they went to a 56 or a 55, and now they're on to an F car. And they're like, oh, this is still the best Mini I've ever driven. I love it. You know, but they've also evolved from that price point of going, well, I can only afford a $20,000 car, which was their 50. And then they're like, okay, I got a little bit more money now. I'm doing a little bit better in my job. I can afford that supercharged car. I can be a little bit faster. And then they're like, okay, I'm starting a family. I have a little bit more money now. I want that Clubman. And now they're on that at F56 because their kids are a little older now. But they're yet they still have more money, so there are still quite a few owners. So it would be really interesting to find out, okay, what percentage of those owners are buying the new cars, or are they actually having first-time buyers buying the F56? I that think would be I'm a, really hard to track. But. Well, I, I think we're losing a lot of those original people. I mean, DB, would you buy another Mini when you're done with yours? Or do you think you're going to buy another Mini when it comes time for me to get another car? I'm still I'm afraid I won't be able to afford another Mini. Okay, well, that's a very good point. That's a, that's a very yeah, good point. Yeah, well, that that is that's very very good as far as DB goes. Is you know like yes, I, you know the new minis themselves. You know when he gets to that point, yes, it's going to be probably far out of his price range. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I still think that there yeah. are quite a few people that are still going from car to car to car. What's that? Can't me as a barometer for that either, because a mini is a waste is a waste of a car for me. Yeah, because you don't drive enough and you don't get a chance to drive it. So I, yeah, I get I, that. I, I'd be okay with a, with a gasoline-powered golf cart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and that's your specific position, you know, like where you live. I get that. And I just got that and from... You can't justify spending $30,000 to drive 25 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I mean, for what DB needs, and, and there's a lot of people like this, and it really is a smart decision. I mean, they went out and they got themselves a Chevy Spark or a Nissan Leaf or whatever. I mean, it is a not no-frills car. It goes where you need to go, but you can buy it for $89 a month. Right. And it's cheap to insure, and it's basic transportation. It's got a warranty. It's done. And it gets you where you need to go. It does fine in your stop-and-go traffic. It only does your your 25-mile-an-hour or 25-mile commute or whatever. Right. But it's it's cheap, and it does exactly what you need. And there is tons of people that I know that are doing that right now that is like, you know what? I need a car, and I don't want to buy the old, you know, 89 Chevy, you know, 
Corsica or whatever and <laughs> just, you know, get something that is new and modern and it's cheap. And that's I think, what it is. I think I might be a living example of what Chad said about upgrading. I started with the 2003, then went to, uh, seriously, from my 2003, went to a GP, and then another GP. Right. I had two of those in between. And then now I'm in a 2016 JCW. Now, right. that wasn't because I was like so diehard mini, oh, I love this car so much, I'm going to go buy another one. It happened to be right place, right time, and seriously, <laughs> there's nothing else Sorry. on the market for the kind of money I'm looking at that right. was reasonable. Right, and you've been looking for a long time. I mean, yeah, you've absolutely. thought about you know evokes and and all types of yeah. different vehicles and stuff. I mean, and yes, obviously your position where you are the right place at the right time because you're obviously in the dealer all the time. Oh yeah, and you're finding these things. You have a good working relationship with them where they had a car that they necessarily couldn't move based on things and they offered it to you you're like you know what i'm in the right place in the right time i'm taking that and that's what i did and it was still a very good car it's a great car i love the car don't get me wrong i i love the new jcw but um i will say this Uh, i drove side by side my gp to the jcw i know a lot of people are saying it's apples and oranges and it is literally the two cars are uh, they're different Uh, automobiles they might as well be a porsche and a jaguar yeah, a little bit. They 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 really might as well be. Um, they're both great in their own rights. Like the GP, I loved uh, driving it. Um, it was fun. It was raw, but it was bumpy. It was rough, but that was part of its charm. Then I get into the. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm gonna miss this car someday. I'm just. I, I'm really gonna miss it. It's so much fun to drive. But then I got into the new JCW, literally back to back, and I'm like. I'm not going to miss it at all. I'm not going to miss it one bit. So, uh, man, I am, you know, but, I am saying on one hand that I think the brand's going in the wrong direction, but I love the new JCW and I love it so much um, that I think the seeds are still there. Now, this is not all doom and gloom from me. Right. That the brand well, is dead or anything. It's here, not. Here's the here's the question to you, Todd, that would be answering this, you know, if you know you didn't work in the industry you didn't work in that dealership all the time would you have gone and sought this car out regardless of being in the right place in the right time would you have said hey i take it for a test drive it wasn't for me or no this car really was for me i mean if you, you know didn't what's... have all of the stuff <laughs> fall into place would you have sought out trying to find this car now you know what i very well may have ended up in a gti even with all of the upheaval that's going on over at VW, whoa, um, I might have. Yeah, I might have ended up in a in a GTI or even a new, you know, even a new, you know, Ford Focus RS or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of people I know going to that new Ford Focus. I mean, I uh, I know a ton of people that have gotten out of me and gone to that particular car. I mean, yeah. it's, that car is selling really well. And but I'll tell you that... has Ford stock right now is doing real well. What made the decision for me... Um, you know, I've been talking about this for a couple of years now, thinking about it. Like, no, I'm ready to go for something luxury. I'm ready for something comfortable. And I really went the other way. And that's because after driving around and then thinking about this at the beginning of this year, from January, February, March, thinking in my head, oh my gosh, I cannot drive a slow car. I seriously, I'm the kind of driver in traffic where people are are insane and they're gonna, 
And they're all flipping you. Yeah, they're all like going to run me off the road, and it's like nobody's paying attention, and I just need to get out of their way. I want a car that I can get out of the way and just go, no, you just go run off the road on your own. I'm not going to be a part of it. And that's kind of one of the things that helped me make the decision. I'm going with the new JCW because I can get out of people's way. It's like, nope, I'm not going to be a dick, but I'm not going to let you swerve over into my lane. I want to be able to gun it and move so you don't hit me. It's like, you hit the next guy. And that's part of what made my decision. So, I don't know. That's that's yeah. where I am right now. Maybe my I, next car, I'll end up with something comfortable. We'd even contemplated, you know what? Between the price we pay for two minis, we could have one Tesla. No, yeah. ki- no kidding. Well, I could have yeah. a Model S for what we pay for, for two minis right now. And we've actually thought about it and went, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, one of my customers actually uh, just now recently, he's got uh, a GP1 that he's got, you know, roll cage, tracked it up, you know, doing all that type of stuff. His other car is a Tesla. I mean, he's like, you know what? I'm making good money now. I'm right. I'm having a good time. He works for, I believe, Ford. Uh, he bought a Tesla Model S. You know, like yeah. he loves it. It's great. Well, it's yeah, a, and he's he's young. He's too young too. So it's a company that I think Alex and I had this discussion a while back too. Is that there are very few car companies that are innovating right now. Um, it it's tough to see them, and I think Tesla's one of them. They're pushing the boundaries of cars and trying to yeah. rethink it all together. I mean, have you seen the number of orders that they got for the Model Three? It's oh, it's insane. ridiculous! It's like a hundred ridiculous one hundred and fifty thousand pre-orders for that thing. Yeah, it's like the revenue, the pre. That's three the, years the worth of pre pre-operation is like in a couple billions of dollars. That's three insane. years worth of mini sales for the entire country. That's three yeah. years worth of sales for minis. So that's pretty insane just to think about that. I think that company's going great places. Um, but anyway, and, and I think they're, they're innovating. And I just don't really see that in a lot of car brands right now. Yeah. Um, design is what's really tough. We're in this terrible dark ages of car design, in my opinion. Kind of like we were in the, in the late 80s. Late 80s. <laughs> oh yeah, gosh. late 80s were horrible. But. We're just horrible. You like... Uh, and if you doubt me, turn on. Yeah, get, get yourself, search find, 1980s. Find whatever. TV. Just just watch like um, what's that channel that shows all the reruns of like Starsky and Hutch and Charlie's Angels and shit like that. Um, TBS. No, like there's this TV <laughs> channel. It's called Me TV. Do you guys get Me TV where you are? <laughs> but anyway, there's this channel and it shows just nothing but old TV shows from like the 70s. You know, Starsky and Hutch and and uh, um. Uh, Charlie's Angels, and you see. Remember the Mustang Two? <laughs> oh, that car! That car remember was that? horrible. Remember that? Car was hot when I was a kid because it was a Charlie's Angels car. Yes, yes. So it was kind of hot. It was, but now you we just like it because of the short shorts. Yeah. Now well, we look. Oh. Now we look back in, in retrospect, and Ford is just going. Oh, we're so sorry. They're still apologizing for that. Yeah. <laughs> They're still apologizing. Well, you know, I, like everything that we've always talked about on this show, you know, a, a car model and a manufacturer has a new a game plan every 10 years. There's new things on the car. There's new well, um, n- new uh, ab- advances within braking systems or and technolo- whatever. And technology know. and the way technology. you yeah, interact exactly. with so, your car. We're right at the end of that ten years, and in another two, three years. God, from it can't now, come fast enough. I just really want to right exactly. I want, I want it can't a, be fast enough because want we a, need to do a podcast. I want you know, a like, freaking <laughs> time machine so we can get past this. 
because I hate the technology in my new car. My new, brand new 2016 JCW, the technology is almost unusable. Do you think that they're also trying to be the first one with technology X, you know, to make it so that their car is the best car ever? Because in all reality, they need to be working closely with all of the cell phone providers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But no, this is, this is these are Germans who eat their sandwiches with knives and forks. Right, exactly. We or say should this. they just be like, you know what? We just need to make a car and we'll just we'll, we'll forego all of the other stuff. And let Apple do it with CarPlay and let yeah, Android. I, like, I'm, I'm kind of like this is this is not to I, I you know, I think Gabe was talking about this a, a little while ago, I think two, two episodes ago. I don't think I'm fairly certain that the people at Mini realize that how not great the uh, the technology inside the car is. Um, <clears throat> I would, I'm, you know, and Gabe says that I think he said that you know there are people inside that they know how bad it is or not good it is, and they have talent like inside to actually do it. I'm surprised that you know if they had if they have talent, I'm surprised that there would be so much bureaucracy around it that you can actually not ship it in the car. I, if you have talent, like I, I don't know, maybe I'm just naive, right? But if you have talent, I would expect like maybe a group of people would come up with something and try to really push this really, really hard, right? Like they did with the one M, for instance. It was a group yeah. of engineers that they said, let's do like you know we have the opportunity to do this and right. let's do it and let's have fun with it. And I'm sure that if they have this talent, like that that software engineering talent, like I, I don't know, I, I just maybe I'm naive again. Like I, I just, I just. No, I think all that those people would just stand stand here and look at the situation yeah. and do anything about it. Well, when I we- think I think it comes down to a lot of licensing things, though, really, too, because you know, whenever you have you know cell provide uh, cell phone provider X, they have the rights to that particular thing. So if you're trying it's- to make your car work with whatever other technology, whether it's a cell phone or an app or whatever. You now have to deal with the rights of that particular thing, and that is a very difficult thing to deal with. Yeah. So there's... where I think a lot of car manufacturers need to be is they need to have a a import port for that particular car. It needs to be Whether upgradable. It needs to be yeah, upgradable is what it needs. It needs to be upgradable, but also maybe just give like, oh, look, we have a, a standard quarter-inch jack, we have a USB port, we have this, and we have a upgradable database of this that your phone can then you know, add its own stuff to it so that they're not having a, a proprietary... Nobody, type item. Okay, one nobody's a lot more generic. I I agree with everything you said, Chad. And and one car companies are so they're still living in thirty years ago. Oh yeah, I mean they, they don't have a clue what the, in it. what's going on. And we get to sit down and and you watch TV and you see ads for Chevrolet, for example. The cars come with Wi-Fi. How the hell does that work? Does it? I mean, they're like, oh no, it just it has. <laughs> yeah. wi- it, there's a hot. The car is a hotspot. Does it you use my phone? Your, your so what people want, car, people people don't care about this. They're, they're like, want, does it they use? Don't care. Yeah, does it use my phone? No, it's just a Wi-Fi hotspot. How the f- does that work? Right? It doesn't matter. People don't want it. They don't want a Wi-Fi hotspot. They just you're, want you're their phone on their service. dash. That's yeah, what they want. I know. What I'm saying is like you see that though, and and you see that the technology that people are saying. Now I'm starting to see TV ads for car companies that say, "Hey, the Android. What is it? What is the Android called? The Android Play or Android Auto? Uh, right. Android Auto. Yeah, Android Auto. Uh, things are integrating with that. Apple CarPlay. 
uh, a lot of things, you know, car companies are starting to advertise now. Hey, our cars are compatible. And I think for the year 2016 or 17, everything in the Volkswagen line is going to be CarPlay compatible. Everything mm-hmm. in the Audi line is going to be CarPlay compatible. Everything yep. in like the Volvo line is going to be CarPlay compatible. And here we are left twiddling our thumbs, waiting on BMW and Mini, who they're over in Germany eating their sandwiches with a knife and a fork. You know, I well, just Toyota's doing it too. To be fair, I mean, BMW and Mini aren't the only ones that are seemingly ignoring. Carpet. No, they're not. So they are eating the sandwiches with chopsticks. That's yeah. what <laughs> it's something like that, and it's a conversation we're going to continue to have over and over again until things advance. I think we're just so used to, hey, something new comes out, and it's easy to upgrade for for whatever reason, and it's harder to do with cars. Right. I mean. That's just dumb. I can walk to the Verizon store right now and get a new iPhone that's newer than the one I have right now, which is less than a year old. Yeah. I can't. I just do that with my car. Yeah. I mean, cell phones, I mean, 30 days and you're out of date. I mean, it's just the way it is. Which then brings us to another point, and I think it's going to be interesting to see on many takes of states this year. I hope that some of us get an example to experience this, at least some of many takes of states, just to take a, a view of the horizon. I'm just saying... Just think about that. Uh, standing in the morning and seeing the hundreds of cars that are there for whatever city it's going to be in, and just taking a quick cursory scan and going, how many F56s are here compared to I think everything? I think you'd be shocked. You think it's going to be more than I think it's than, than it's really going to be? Yes, I do. Man, I'm out there, dude. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I would you know look at some of your uh, minis takes the states Facebook groups and oh I I see it things like that like I see who, it and they're all old people and I guarantee you there's going to be more countrymen than anything I'm not saying probably, that's a bad thing yeah, I mean believe me I mean, don't get me wrong it's not a bad thing that that particular genre of somebody who can take that much time off tends to be an elderly person that <laughs> has the, the money person. and the means to do right. that. I mean, right. all of us, which, you know, we've had multiple people ask us why we're not going. It's like, well, because Ta- we, we have all, jobs. We all now. have day jobs and we can't take two <laughs> weeks off work. Right. Uh, you know, we'd love to. I mean, you know, we're in a heartbeat, but we also have to make our bills. Right, um, Daddy's got to buy know, premium. So. I'm not buying gin in a squeezy bottle. That's what I say. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I definitely think there are going to be a lot of countrymen's on that particular drive, um, but I do think the F-56 will be well represented, at least in the right. manufacturer's aspect, but maybe not in the owner's aspect. All right. I'm eager I'm eager to see. DB, you may be right. Yeah. I think there's going to be more than you, more than you know. We need to take a quick break here, fellas. We need to remind you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Our friends over at Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com. They make the really cool computer design, custom crafted things for your Mini Cooper, right? We've talked about them before like a million times in the past. Also, one of the original OG sponsors here underneath the white roof. The things you want, the uh, mini smartphone mount for your car, you know, the, the FlexPod adapter. You want one of those. A dipstick if you still have one in your car if you're not running on the F56. Um, a short shifter, one of my favorite pieces from Craven. Oh, so choice. Really nice. Uh, passenger GoPro mount. The All the things that you that they have over there for your mini, you're going to get it at Craven Speed. It's all custom crafted. It's all awesome and it's all amazing. Get over there. Don't forget to sign up for the email newsletter so you don't forget when, you know, so they get notified when new stuff happens on the site, which is always a good time. Um, and then, you know, if you buy something from Craven Speed, I want you to make sure that you leave a note in the comment section that says, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. 
We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, are friends over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. Go check them out, please. Which, Chad, brings me to the question. Short shifter or no short shifter? On cars in general? Uh, I'm yeah, always, what are, on a Mini. On a manual Mini. Yeah, what are, what I'm are always pro pro short shifter. Really? Uh, the, Ever- Gen, the Gen 2 cars, it took out a lot of that, like, real sloppiness out of it and everybody i've ever put it in was like oh my god why didn't i do this way longer ago i was like but the craven speed one it just it looks amazing and then you get the removal thing in the cup oh yeah yeah. i mean that definitely makes it look very techy like a gate it's got a gated shifter on it right yeah i mean the uh the short shifter on a gen 2 car is like a no-brainer but i gotta say having driven the nice i've got two manual transmission uh uh f56s in the garage and the JCW, I swear I can shift that thing faster than any manual transmission car I've ever had. Guys, remember when we drove the the automatic on Mini Takes Estates mm-hmm. with the with the JCW upgrade and it shifted and it went right. Yeah. Get that yep. pop. I get that in my manual. I can shift so fast in this car that it sounds like an automatic. It's it is wow. amazingly butter smooth. Right. Yeah, and they and they may have changed a lot of stuff from Gen two to Gen three. I'm just wondering, um, would it be even smoother if I go a short shifter on this? It's it's always possible. We we'll give it a try. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I'm I'm thinking about it. All right. I think uh, I think everybody needs to sell send Kellen a email and wish him. Uh, I hope he had a great uh, vacation this week because he's yeah, on vacation. He's on vacation in Hawaii. I got to know a lot of people in Hawaii right now. Yep. Yeah. There's the. He's uh, all of his little kids had uh, matching shirts. Let's move. And let's shorts just move the show stuff. to Hawaii. Let's just move the show let's to move Hawaii. the show to Hawaii. Let's just do that. <laughs> Hawaii was asking like for a fifty thousand dollar upfront deposit. You know, the state for you to move there. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Well, that, that ain't gonna happen. That was an actual news article I saw today. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'm, it's a big. Guys, I'm gonna let you guys cool down from your from your shouting match from earlier. I want to remind everybody underneath the white roof, uh, we are rapidly uh, coming up on event season, and I want to make sure you guys are aware of when these are all happening. I'm hoping that you've all registered. Uh, you have a week or less to register for pretty much all of these events. First one, Minis on the Dragon, May 11th through May 15th. Honestly, if you haven't registered by now, are you even going, bro? Come on. And Chad, are you ready? Chad, are you going to Dragon? Chad's going to the dragon. What are you talking about? Chad. no, Chad's the mayor of the dragon. Chad is the dragon. Chad is, well, <laughs> Chad Chad's is a human dragon. dragon. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> 21 days. Don't forget, 20 days after tomorrow. Um, also coming up is um, the first week of June. Busy, busy Mini Cooper week in the West. Uh, Southwest Mini Fest happening June 2nd through the 5th. You need to register by April 30th. Do not forget, if you haven't registered, well... Don't be that guy. Go register. Uh, immediately after Southwest Mini Fest, it's actually going to be Mini Meet West uh, happening in San Diego June 6th through the 9th. And that's for the classic minis, uh, partially put on by, you know, Mini Mania and uh, the Mini Owners Club of America, Mini Owners of America, Los Angeles edition, the MOLA guys. Um, that's always a great event. And if you've never been, I highly recommend that one. And then, of course, the granddaddy of them all this, uh, this year is going to be Mini Takes Estates happening from July 9th through July 22nd, 23rd, all across the United States. It is. Which possibly could be the last one ever. <laughs> it could be the last one ever. That's just what because I've been, That's just what I've read. I don't, know, I don't know anything, but that's just what I've read on the internet. It's the White Roof Radio prediction for 2015. So, that's what we've read on the internet. Mini Takes Estates, I mean, I... 
I don't understand. Why would you push a pile of minis through Sturgis? Through Rapid City, South Dakota? Because motorcycle riders or like through, minis. Or through Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah, uh, well, right, well, we'll ask our buddy Roger that question. Yeah, we're going to have to ask Roger. Roger, WTF, buddy. Yeah, WTF. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't get You know what the part that I don't understand, and because we've talked to these guys all through the years, is a big part of me takes the states was always, you know, to double up on marketing and help the, the local dealerships out, right, with marketing dollars. So it was always through a town that had uh, at least a dealer. If you go back through the past, I mean, it takes station, mm-hmm. also, all the stops are almost always in towns that had dealers. Right. Right? Not so and much now. This one, almost all of the towns don't. Well, they were uh, bored. I mean, they wanted to go somewhere <laughs> different. Is there, Chad, is there, a, is there a mini dealer in St. Ignace? No. Uh, no, there's not. Grand but, Rapids uh, is the closest. I will tell you that some of the biggest mini events have actually happened in St. Ignace in the that's last couple of years. That's where the bridge is. Um, um, there's no mini dealer in Sioux Falls, I don't believe. No. But they also, they, I think they realized that the, the minis take the um, minis on the Mac. Yeah. was such a beautiful event because of a destination type thing right. that they rethought about how they wanted to do Minis Takes the States. Which I get, par- I get and, Park and City. And the town but- was all about it. And I mean, I kind of get Sturgis. Sturgis knows how to put through a bunch of people through their town because they do it with motorcycles every year. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Cheyenne, Wyoming. I've been to Cheyenne, Wyoming. It's a yeah. <laughs> it's a dot hey, on the map. If you go to <laughs> No disrespect to Wyoming. Hey, I love Wyoming. Big big country. Come on. Take take twenty minutes, drive down to Loveland, Colorado. Say hi to the guys at Mini of Loveland for us. Yeah, I mean, what was that uh, that one town that we stayed in that one year? Uh, it was like Dodge, Dodge City. City. Dodge yeah. City, Kansas. It's, Holy oh, crap. I mean, oh my was, it smelled like S all the time. That was no an, matter where you were in the city, and there was no reason to be there. I still have I, nightmares about Dodge City, Kansas. About Mini Yeah, that was a horrible, horrible stop. It was, but it was memorable, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, because we all remember how horrible it was. <laughs> it was, it was memorable. Um, we drank a hotel out of gin and we went for street tacos. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't there, but I remember. DB, <laughs> you were you were uh, living it up at the uh, at the minus five ice ice bar in, in the Mandalay Bay at Las Vegas, which is yes. which now that ice bar has moved to the Monte Carlo. So, but hey, you know, there's no party in Vegas this year for Mini Takes the States. There so. is a party in Vegas. Well, there's no party, but the, the, the event's going through Vegas. The event's Man, going through Vegas. Vegas always has a party, I, doesn't if it? If I attend, I'll, uh, I'll do Vegas to Palm Springs. It's, I, I'm going to say right now that there will be. If I attend. There's going to be a party in Vegas, but you need to know You're gonna one to, of us. That's it. Um, That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out for you guys. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So, so we've got Mini Takes Estates. We've got Minis on the Dragon, Southwest Mini Fest, Mini Meet West. Don't forget these events. Make sure you look them up. I'll, I'll post links in the show notes so you guys can find them. Make sure you register. Do not forget registering for these events, especially like for Southwest Mini Fest. You're going to get some really cool swag, um, stuff you don't get at normal Mini Cooper events. It's really awesome stuff. Probably the same thing with the Dragon. Um, and besides that, just lets everybody know that you're going to be there, right? So they can pull out a chair for you. Make sure you get a parking space. That kind of stuff right make sure you register yeah because yeah. you know that's what the adults do anyway um i don't really have anything else do you guys have more no we're i, I do not uh, i think we're uh we're at the time limit of our night and we're also at the time limit uh nice having alex back alex i'm glad you're back i can't wait to get your gear tell yes, me too austin finally arrives to san francisco with all of your stuff probably is your furniture in it too 
Uh, I don't have much furniture, so it's mostly. <laughs> Alex is just sitting in the middle yeah. of a room with Wi-Fi. That's it. That's all he needs, man. My laptop and Wi-Fi. He's That's all I need. Indian style on a hardwood floor with his slippers on. Well, because he lives in San Francisco now, as you do. I mean, that's what you do in San Francisco. That's what you do. That's what you do. He's 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 already you know went in Rome. Alex is on it. Stopped on his way home from uh, work and stopped at the local market. Got himself an apple and a dinner. like a twenty a twenty dollar apple. Or <laughs> yeah. apple and a and a eighteen dollar bottle of water. Twi- yeah, nineteen dollar bottle of water. Oh my god. Yeah, Alex is in, living in the Bay Area, San Francisco. He actually lives in Alex. You actually live in the city of San Francisco. I the, live in the city proper. Yes, so like you, right in the middle of the city. You can't even afford a box of macaroni and cheese. I can. That's why you can hear like so much echo behind me because I have no <laughs> money for furniture or anything. <laughs> I just Wi-Fi. That's all. Yeah, Alex's rent is like a year's worth of car payments for most. People. Oh. The only, the only, uh, the only thing that is cheaper in Boston is Wi-Fi. It's actually oh, cheaper. Ten bucks cheaper. I don't know why. Oh, and Alex is gonna say they probably give it to you for free there, right? Alex just hacked into his neighbor's Wi-Fi. He's not even paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get Google Fi- Google uh, Fiber, is it? Yeah. yeah. We're going to get Google Fiber. It's awesome. We have it here. It's awesome. That'll be nice. All right, cool. That's Alex's update. Uh, just for those of you who are curious about the, the the new possible podcast, the bicycling podcast coming out, I'm actually in talks with some people right now. We're working up some ideas, so uh, keep an eye out for that coming possibly within the next, I don't know, 30, 45 days, maybe. So that'll be a good time. Right. Um, uh, I don't have anything else. Anybody else have anything else? No, sir. Very no, good. Sir. Thanks again for thanks again for sticking with this gang. We really appreciate it. Uh, your patience and you know our downtime. You know uh, I was sick last week. Chad was still recovering from being sick last week. Todd was busy. Alex was moving. It's just been a nightmare for us. We'll hope to get back on track here as soon as we can. Um, Worst fever you, ever. Oh uh, yeah, I'm right there with and other bicycle related maladies. Um, so anyway, thanks for sticking with us. We really appreciate it. Appreciate your patience. Uh, but you know what to do. This is the part of the show where I like to make that funny clicking sound, and then I say. <laughs> That was awesome. Check over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback, whiteroofradio.com. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. Bye.